1: Good morning to you. What is on your mind this morning? We will want to hear from you as the day goes by. 02890 treble 333 105 is the best number as usual. This is the U105 phone-in with Frank Mitchell. Now, the talks, the meetings, the movements, will progress be made today? The spotlight switches to London. We talk to Brian Rowan in just a moment. How difficult is it being a nurse? Why are so many leaving the profession? Problems for the criminal justice system? What's happening with forward planning? And did you ever have a Liverpool moment? A success when it was beyond belief? Was that the greatest win ever in 90 Minutes of Football? Uh, You can let us know. Even if you're a Man United fan, we'd like to hear from you this morning. As a matter of fact, we particularly like to hear from Man United fans who have the good grace to lift the phone, ring this programme and say congratulations Liverpool, that was outstanding. 105 is the number. three one zero five. Now, I want to speak to uh, Brian Rowan, who's available to have a, a conversation uh, with us. Um, Brian, Good morning.
0: Good morning, Frank. I'm a Man United supporter. Do you want me to talk to you about the Liverpool result? Or, go, ahead, um? go
1: ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Yes.
0: It was a fantastic game. Great result. Uh, you couldn't have helped but enjoy it. Uh, my youngest lad was watching it in the front room last night with a few friends. Uh, I just got back from UTV after, uh, after uh, speaking about the first day of the talks. I heard the shouting uh, next door uh, in the other room, and, uh, uh, and I watched it in amazement. Uh, as that 3 0 deficit was turned around to 4 0. I, I think, as a football fan, uh, as a lover of sport, you, you couldn't uh, uh, do anything but enjoy. Uh, a result of that uh, of that nature.
1: Well said, like a typical Man United fan about Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Brian. <laughs> you were talking about the talks, of course, yesterday. Of you were course. keeping a close eye on them and you're uh, looking forward to British-Irish Intergovernmental Conference uh, that's been held in London later today, keeping an ear on the Chief Constable making his speech mm. l- last night. What do, you, what do you make of it all, Brian?
0: Well, we we now have the the shape of the process, um, if you like, Uh, Frank. That was set out yesterday. Uh, Today, it shifts to the business of detail, trying to achieve outcomes. Uh, The emphasis is on a a short talks process aimed at achieving rapid progress. So this is not intended to be another of those talking shops with elastic deadlines and, and no end point. And, and if it is uh, to be different, then there is also a test for the governments in all of this, Frank. Uh, what is their plan B if this gets stuck again? Um, uh, is there to be another election to, to the Assembly? Uh, will they put the bolts on Stormont's door? Uh, will they move and, and try to deal with those issues that are at the heart of this uh, stalemate and stand off themselves? In, in other words, jump the hurdles that the parties can't. Uh, and will they do something to, to end the uh, political pantomime of the, of the past almost two and a half years? So, so the focus is on the parties. Um, the working group, uh, the first of the working groups, begins its work today. That's the working group that's looking at the, the program for government. You mentioned uh, the British-Irish Intergovernmental Conference meeting in London, all of that about creating this sense of, of urgency and, and this being a different talks process uh, Frank and and you know the emphasis again on what they set out yesterday that Theresa May and uh, Leo Varadkar will review progress at the at the end of uh, at the end of May, so it all sounds different. It all sounds more more urgent. Um, but in terms of the process that they've set out, you know, weekly leaders meetings, uh, those working groups under under uh, <clears throat> under different titles. Uh, well, that's a copy and paste, if you, if you like, from, from a previous talk's process. That's the the process we know. So um, what we'll watch for over the next um, short period of, of weeks is uh, what begins to emerge in terms of, of possible outcomes, the product at the end of the process, and as I say, if the parties can't get it done, uh, how many last chances can Stormont have? And do we get closer to a moment where the two governments have to say, look, it's simply not working, it can't work, uh, and we need and, no, and we now need to step in. So I, I, I think that's what we'll be watching for over the next uh, period of time.
1: Yes, if they do fail this time round, it's going to be a farce comparable to Brexit, isn't it? It's, go- it's going to be something that's embarrassing for politics.
0: Well, I can't think of a worse time for a talks process, Um Frank. So we're 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 sandwiched in between two elections. Uh, the Brexit question is not yet settled. The rhi report not yet published. Um, the legacy issue becoming more and more of a poison by by the week and 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 uh, you, you know by the day and by the week. So we've got the stuff that's on the talks table, and we've got these unopened containers, if you like, at, at the side of the talks process, with all of these other problems inside. So it's a huge task. Uh, It's a huge piece of work. There are difficult issues to be addressed, but it's decision time, Frank. You know, there's either going to be an Irish language act or there's not going to be one. There's either going to be marriage equality or there's not. We're either either going to put in place a legacy process or we're not. Uh, And and you either do those things or you don't. Uh, you, You know, one of the journalists, Amanda Ferguson, uh, asking Mary Lou Macdonald yesterday, what, what is there left to negotiate? I mean, we, we've talked this inside out. Uh, are they about to try to talk it inside out again? Um, or are they getting to the point where they realize uh, if, if you want a future, Stormont, uh, if you want those political institutions back, uh, then it's time to do something rather than talk this thing round in circles.
1: What do you make of the Chief Constable last night? And, you know, he's accusing politicians of moving the blame from one to the other, especially on the legacy the legacy mm. issues, and he believes the PSNI are, simply aren't equipped to, to deal with legacy issues. What do you make of that almost farewell speech that he made at Queen's?
0: Getting a few things off his chest, Frank. Um, you, you know, we know he wants the legacy stuff out of policing. It, it's the weight that holds policing down that kind of times make new policing look like old policing. Uh, in terms of what we do about all of this, it's not a policing decision, it's a political one. They've been talking about this, consulting about it, negotiating it for well over a decade. Uh, and we've had we've had 10 plus years of, of, of indecision. So um, if we don't uh, do something about legacy, if, if there's not a political decision to uh, put in place a process, uh, then the new chief constable, Will, will have on, a, on on his or her desk um, all of the problems that George Hamilton had, that Matt Baggett had, that Hugh Ord had. So I think what George Hamilton is saying is that you need to do something and um, you need to uh, take this uh, out of the policing system. Um, I mentioned that that legacy is not on the talks agenda. Uh, it's something that they're trying to deal with separately. Um an indication of what the next steps are going to be, Frank, that um, we know that the Northern Ireland Office has now completed its assessment of of that recent consultation. There's to be a published analysis. There is a possibility uh, of of options papers um, uh, on the emerging themes. Uh, There's talk about a wider role for the proposed new historical investigations unit, taking into that workload the cases that were already reviewed by the historical inquiries team. So, making that, um, you, you know, the idea is to try to do a legacy process within five years and with a budget of one hundred and fifty million pounds. If you start to uh, stretch the workload, then you stretch that you stretch that time frame as well. It'll cost more. What what is to be done about investigating cases in which people were injured? What steps to protect information given to the new proposed? independent commission and information retrieval so there is to be further conversations with politicians here and in london and with victims groups following that assessment of the um, the legacy consultation the problem is that once you begin those conversations again uh, frank how do you stop that becoming yet another consultation after a decade plus of negotiation conversation and consultation And and the other thing that we're not clear about at this stage is what will be the final outcome uh, in in this separate discussion about possible protections for military veterans, a statute of limitations or or an amnesty. If if that were to happen, then that could completely undermine uh, the the legacy process here. So there's a huge discussion still to be had uh, about all of that.
1: Brian, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Brian Rowan, keeping us uh, up to date with what's happening uh, politically. Lots of uh, consultation and conversation, but very little in terms of conclusion.